Hello there, beautiful beings. Welcome back to the Starseed Network podcast. I'm your host and personal spirit guide, Saula Ilona Vaida, sharing with you this journey of exploring our spiritual and human experience on Earth, the collective ascension process, and speaking to incredible light workers, creators, and starseeds all around the world. So I'm so happy to be back with you guys. It's so wonderful to connect with you again today um, after this after this whole incredible journey that I had to my homeland, my ancestral lands, Lithuania, and all of the gifts that I brought back with me from this place, from just connecting so deeply with nature, with this very pure kind of unfiltered frequency that I felt there um the really just the purity of nature and how deeply connected all all people are with nature there it's such a culture of you know honoring ancient traditions honoring ancient practices I went to a you know traditional yoninus ceremony like a solstice ceremony with some old friends who I reconnected with and it was really deeply healing it was so beautiful to be connecting so much with just nature and these pure untouched frequencies and connecting with my ancestral lands I'm definitely going to do more episodes kind of diving into this and what I learned on this journey and just to sum up i just got back a few days ago and very happy to be settling back into work after what was a very long journey traveling from mexico to lithuania and back is absolutely insane um so yeah just so much opened up there so much heart activation so much heart healing reconnection with my roots with my you know my body feeling very much at ease in this place that felt so aligned to my frequency so aligned to my to my cells to you know my ancestry my genealogy and just reconnecting with that was was like bringing home a part of myself also you know doing a lot of healing with my biological mother who um, I never really thought this would be possible but I had been you know healing with her and doing sessions with her for eight months prior kind of opening up this this possibility again opening up something that I felt had closed within me especially after everything that we'd been through something that I had let go of completely and then you know, I, I was open to a certain capacity again. I had done enough healing to accept that again. And also was finding out that she had been on her own healing journey at the same time that we were in no contact. We were in no contact for about five years. And during that time, I did so much deep healing on myself. And simultaneously, I guess she was also doing a lot of her own healing work and her own spiritual journey. So it was really incredible to kind of reconnect back in November or October. And I had been doing healing sessions for her since then. And now to physically reconnect in the physical and, you know, do a healing ceremony together, a forgiveness ceremony, compassion, releasing all, you know, the shame, the guilt, that was being carried and the fear and really feeling how my inner protector, my inner teenager were able to 
to really relax and start to open up and start to open up to love and allow my inner child to start to come out again with this person and of course it's a process it doesn't happen overnight and I wouldn't say that everything is perfect between us now or that we've healed everything but it was a really incredible place to start and a big stepping stone for both of us because I really felt this deep deep understanding and compassion of where my mother was coming from and my father as well who I hadn't I also haven't had contact with for over five years and I really just saw this deep understanding of who they were when they were young you know what their dreams were what they aspired to do like the purity that their love was at a certain point you know because there really was never any truly bad intentions to hurt their children or to cause trauma or cause abuse like I really believe that their intention was always to create a better life for their children than they had and of course you know coming to the to the U.S. and fitting into this new system this new world finding each other you know they got very very young as as, as like traditional in Lithuanian culture and I just really saw this whole new perspective of who my parents were as people outside of my relationship to them, my, you know, traumas or perceptions towards them and just saw them for, for who they were or not necessarily even who they are now because it's always shifting and changing, but, you know, recognizing them for who they were and having a lot of compassion and understanding for them because, you know, at one point they were also my age. And they were also had these dreams and these ideas and these plans ahead of them. And they wanted to, you know, have a beautiful family and raise them in nature. And, and it, it was never, there was never this desire to hurt. I don't think there really ever is. Um, even when we play the villain in someone else's story or we are, you know, kind of, we find ourselves in that role or we find ourselves acting in a way that, we don't feel is really in alignment with love or with our hearts. And then, you know, we catch ourselves. That's the most important moment is that we catch ourselves and we realize. But even when those things occur, it's like we're all reacting out of our own triggers, out of our own fear, out of our own separation from love. And that kind of releases the blame or the guilt from anyone because we're, you know, there is no right or wrong, essentially. It's all perception. It's all how you feel into things, how you receive things, what it triggers within you. And it could trigger within you something that it would not trigger at all in, in anyone else. So it's just really interesting to sit with all of this as we're in our healing journey, in our process of, you know, connecting to our heart space, always living from our heart space, this greater awareness, this greater presence, remembering who we are on this earth, what we came to experience. And yeah, this is a very long intro. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm just going to dive into a little collective energy update for this beautiful cancer season and full super moon in Capricorn. And I feel like I, that almost was like a part of the collective energy update. Like we already started here. Don't forget to, you know, subscribe, leave us a rating, a review so you can save these episodes, share with someone who you think might resonate. 
And yeah, so cancer season, of course, it's so beautifully timed. This whole, you know, mother mother wound healing, healing your roots, healing your home, because cancer is the collective fourth house, which represents our home, our family, our relationship to our mother, you know, comfort, how our ancestry as well, our ancestral lineage. So we hold such a power through connecting with our ancestral lineage, collecting with, connecting with our DNA, with our genealogy, and the untapped spiritual potential that that has, the untapped gifts that they have to give us, the untapped understanding, and preserving the ancestral cultures that really work to preserve the ancestral connections that they have. Like I see that especially in Mexico, um, in Lithuania, in... You know, countries that you might say are, quote unquote, not as developed, not as with the times, not as modern, not as, you know, strong economy in the world fields. These these countries that, you know, have maybe that less kind of, quote unquote, developed. I don't I don't feel right using that word. I'm trying to think of a better word to use to describe it. Um, but they also are more pure and more connected to their real ancestral lineage, their real roots, their real connection. And I've seen that a lot, especially here in Mexico, how much people honor tradition, honor the ancient practices, maintaining this lineage of understanding and medicine that is passed down through the generations, through, you know, teacher to student. And, you know, also, you know, goes through its own metamorphosis and its own, you know, ideation. And, and there can almost be like an idolizing of the ancestral and, you know, an appreciation for the ancestral and being so, you know, careful to maintain it and hold it as sacred. Because when we work to maintain our original culture, we we do, you know, we have a connection to where our soul comes from, where our, you know, our body's soul come from, because obviously our metasoul, our older lifetimes have their own ancestry. And that's a whole other thing <laughs> to get into. So like, for example, in, in Lithuania, something that I really, that I really love is how much people work to preserve the language, because even when, you know, it was occupied by Russia and the Soviet Union, and it was illegal to speak the language, it was illegal to have, you know, any ancestral or cultural connection. People worked so hard to maintain that in secret, even when it meant breaking the law, even when it meant putting yourself or your family at risk. They were so adamant to maintain their cultural identity. And I think that's really what what keeps a culture safe and keeps a you know an indigenous society safe is when when there is so much um, work to maintain that because the you know the matrix or the colonizers or the system that comes in that comes to eradicate this indigenous culture it it comes out of a place of fear. It comes out of a place of control because if you've destroyed the people's remembering of who they are and how to connect to who they truly are, then you've enslaved them successfully. Like if you think about the indigenous populations in North America and how the colonizers came and brutally murdered, destroyed all of these beautiful communities and beautiful practices and 
destroyed sacred land, stole sacred land from all of these people and, you know, worked to, to, you know, also the spreading of alcoholism and drugs for these distractions, these control mechanisms. It's, it's so sad and it's so important for us to maintain our culture's knowledge because this is you know part of how we connect to our human experience and like we can easily kind of jet off into the higher realms into the cosmic and leave behind what our earthly body has lived which is the experience of your ancestors and the experience of your ancestors lives through you in your dna in your cells, in your body, like every single, the material that your body is created from is created from the same cells that once lived in another being, in another person, in another lifetime. And we're constantly just recycling and we carry this wisdom within us. We carry also the pain within us and the trauma within us that our ancestors faced. So, you know, including our parents, like our mother wound, when we're healing our mother wound, we're not only healing ourselves, we're healing our mother, like literally, and her mother and her mother and all the women in our lineage. Because that's what that's what makes this work so important and so divine. Because not only are we healing for ourselves, but we have the opportunity to heal for our ancestors and heal for the people who were oppressed, who didn't have a choice, who did the best they could to maintain their sacred connection and their culture. And now that we have the opportunity of, you know, not maybe not being in a war zone, I mean, Look at, looking at things like Ukraine as well, like those people have such a rich culture and that is, you know, in such a rich spiritual connection because there actually are pyramids in Ukraine, some of the biggest pyramids, but they're hidden by, you know, being called mountains. And it's very significant as to why they're constantly being invaded and attacked by Russia because there is such a wealth, there's such an abundance of, you know, not just grain and wheat and production of food but also this abundance of spiritual connection and power because when we're connected to our wisdom and to our ancestral wisdom and to our our heart and our soul we're harnessing a power that is so much bigger than just ourselves and so as well you know for those of you who maybe have ancestors that you're not super proud of ancestors who were on the other side of history who were the colonizers um we have an opportunity to heal that as well we have an opportunity to rewrite that that coding within ourselves through really sitting with yourself and sitting with your internalized biases your ideas what kind of comes up physically and geneal genealogically with connecting to that, and I wouldn't say it's an excuse to avoid connecting with your ancestors, but actually taking the time to teach them, to recode them, to show them a new perspective of love and, and heart-centered. And, you know, recognizing that, yeah, there was, there was huge damage done. There is a need for reparation. There is a need for healing and honesty. And when you can sit in that honesty and feel it and be with it, you are also healing that ancestral lineage. You are also healing that ancestral connection. So I guess this episode has taken a little turn. <laughs> 
but that's how we roll. It's all very spontaneous. And I do feel that it all ties into this cancer season, this fourth house, healing your mother wounds, healing your ancestral feminine line, your generational line. And remember that having the courage to be the person to break those patterns is incredible. It may seem in the moment that you're, you feel like the black sheep of the family or you feel like no one understands you or people question what you're doing. But oftentimes when you stay on your own path and you straight, stay true to your heart, eventually those people will have their own awakenings and they will come around in their own way. Remembering that even, you know, as you may be in a situation dealing with your biological family um, and feeling kind of like, oh, they don't get me. We're not on the same page. We don't resonate. Sometimes it really does take that separation and that needing to sort things out on your own and walk your own path to be able to hold a deeper appreciation for them and what they've lived and to be able to come back with them and, and share what you've learned on this journey. And it's like when you shift it internally and vibrationally, it shifts them as well. It shifts their perception of you. It shifts their connection and their relationship with you. And it facilitates their own healing process. So this is really the magic of when we do this deeper inner work. And I have a lot of practices and meditations available on my YouTube channel, a lot of resources also available, you know, to do one-to-one -one sessions that's available to link in my bio where we work through this kind of stuff in, you know, these deep quantum healing sessions where you yourself learn this process, you become guided into becoming your own healer because, you know, everyone's process is unique and I can give you tools, I can give you guidelines, I can hold space, but ultimately you're the one who who lives this process for yourself and creates this process for yourself. So it's really important to be empowering ourselves and being sovereign and knowing that we have all the tools within us. We have all the power within us. We have all the potential within us to do this and create whatever we desire. So that's also what I feel with this Capricorn supermoon. A lot of people are going through a physical purge. Health is going to be a big subject now and in July, especially learning how to balance your energies. So this is where practices like Ayurveda come in very, very handy and have been really a lifeline for me at times is understanding the different energies of Vata, Pitta and Kapha and how they play within your body, how they can create imbalances within your body, how to balance out those elements. Because, you know, Ayurvedic is all, Ayurveda is also a very, very ancient healing art. And I've learned a lot about it through um, Colette's podcast, Elements of Healing and Wellbeing, and just some other resources, but mostly from her podcast. And just listening to that has really helped me learn. So I really recommend if you feel drawn to that to tap into it. Others may be drawn to fasting or cleansing or just, you know, needing more rest, needing to make a change in your diet. I'm releasing um, soon a light language healing video for exactly these cleansings and activations and releasing certain food addictions and toxicity from your cells. So that's going to be available on my YouTube channel very soon. And, you know, this Capricorn supermoon is also inviting us into a place of loving discipline is what I'm feeling. How can we lovingly create systems and practices in our lives that support our greatest well-being so that we don't have to be thinking or choosing 
or trying to rationalize, you know, what is good for me to do right now. This is something I've also been really drawn to learn about recently in reading this book, Atomic Habits by, oh, I don't remember the name of the author's name, but you can look it up. It's been really, really helpful. And I used to think of discipline as something that was, you know, controlling or very masculine or, you know, very rigid in a sense, but truly actually discipline is an act of self-love. And when we move past the inner punishers definition of discipline, which is like, oh, you have to do this in order to be successful or yada, yada, and this like control and this pressure, when we move past that and move into more of a space of being like, I am doing this because I love myself. Like I'm choosing to wake up and do yoga every morning because I know that it makes my body feel really good. It helps me settle my nervous system. And so I'm just going to choose to do that no matter you know how I'm feeling. If I wake up or I'm in a process or I wake up and I have a lot of energy or I wake up late and I need to have a lot of things I have to do, I'm still going to choose to take this time to love myself. And that is a definition of, of self-loving discipline. And setting up these structures where we don't have to think about, you know, what am I going to do in the morning? What, how am I going to prepare myself for the day? But your body knows to get down on that mat and do yoga. And in that space, you you prepare yourself. You come into this energy of, of preparation for, for facing the world and for, you know, being balanced in that. And, and it's something that's so simple. But when we practice it over and over again and we're consistent with it, it can make massive shifts in our life in the long term so yeah <laughs> pretty much this is your little energy update it's so great to be back here in this space and sharing again i'm gonna have a lot of exciting new stuff coming out soon so stay tuned getting ready to inaugurate this performance space in cancun which is really exciting um, so if any of you are in Cancun, come see me at Insight in Plaza de las Islas. So if you happen to be here um, or in Playa del Carmen or Tulum, it's really worth coming down and seeing the show and receiving a sound activation in person. So in the meantime, I'm wishing you all a beautiful morning, evening, noon or night, wherever you are in this a beautiful world. And we will talk soon. Two hands and tears, they showered, meditate.